Hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Faith Filled Business Podcast. Oh, today I have a super exciting episode for you. I got the chance to sit down with my friend Kayla Eggenberger and have a, a really cool conversation about mindset. It certainly gave me so many things to think about. So Kayla is a Christian life coach and founder of Fruition Mindset. For over a decade, she's been helping her clients ditch doubt, take action, and achieve their goals. She specializes in helping brilliant Christian entrepreneurs go from stuck, frustrated, and overwhelmed to feeling brave, strong, and free as they experience the joy that comes from making powerful decisions and living their unique purpose. You guys, like she knows her stuff. It was an amazing conversation and I'm so excited to bring this chat to you. It certainly gave me some things that I want to go away and think about how I can make some changes for myself. Um, so before we dig into that real quick, I just want to remind you, you still have an opportunity. You still have a few more weeks to sign up for my new program, the Biblical Marketing Academy. This is for you if you have been searching for a way to really integrate your faith, your business and marketing plans all together and know that you're running your business from a place that is truly Bible-based, it's grounded in your faith. Um, if you're looking for that perfect blend of encouragement from a biblical perspective, the tacticals, the practical support, all of the above, this is for you. And just as a reminder, because this is the first round, you would be a founding member, which means you're going to get a 50% discount on the normal price of this program. And you're going to get access to my storytelling course for free. That's worth $350. So lots and lots of opportunities for you to get access to a ton of stuff at a super affordable price. So if you are feeling called, if you're feeling that nudging on your heart to join this program, then please go to sarahbeisel.com slash biblical marketing academy and get yourself signed up. There's only 10 spots and maybe one of those spots has your name on it. So Go check that out, sarahbeisel.com slash biblical marketing academy. Okay, now, <laughs> no more delays. Let's get into this amazing conversation that I had with Kayla. Are you trying to make money online, but just feel like you're spinning your wheels? Maybe you followed all the sales strategies out there, but none of them felt good to you. So you end up right back where you started trying to build momentum in your business. <laughs> I've been there, done that, and now I'm here to help you through it. I'm Sarah, copywriter, storyteller, and writing coach to Christian women entrepreneurs. I spent the first two years of my business trying to show up in all the places and do everything everyone else told me to. But when I looked back, I noticed that the thing which actually got me clients was showing up as myself, sharing my thoughts, my mission, and my story. It was using the skills God blessed me with. I realized that sales doesn't have to feel gross. I could create a business filled with peace and excitement that felt like my business. There's no one right way to sell yourself. There's just what God calls you to. It's time to raise your voice and stop letting the world tell you how to run your business. 
you get to create a marketing strategy that feels great and brings home the cash. Join me as we dive into authentic communication, easy copywriting, and marketing strategies that are God-led and in total alignment with your values. So grab a coffee and let's get started. Well, welcome, Kayla. I'm so excited to have you here to chat about all things mindset. I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Awesome. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries at all. So let's start. I would just love to hear a little bit more about who you are, what you do, all of those good things. Awesome. Okay. So I am a life coach uh, and I help Christian entrepreneurs develop the mindset that they need to take the dreams and the goals that God has laid on their heart and bring them into fruition. And um, in addition to that, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a wife, I'm a mama, um, I'm a Christian. Obviously, if I'm coaching Christian entrepreneurs, yeah. I'd probably be <laughs> that would be a little bit of a disconnect. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of a little bit about me and what I do. Amazing. I love that. So tell me a little bit, because first of all, I think there's two aspects here that I want to unpack as well. Because first of all, I think like mindset is definitely an undervalued, underappreciated thing. But especially from like a Christian perspective, I'm super interested to hear um, like how how that's been. Because I, I feel like a lot of people are very much like they put mindset into the kind of woo-woo category of like, oh, it's just like this thing that's weird and mystical, which is not the case at all. But I feel like a lot of people do that. So like, just tell me a little bit about kind of like your... um like why you've kind of come to mindset from that kind of perspective and how how it all fits together for you. Yes. So, okay. So first I'll tell you a little bit about why I focused on started focusing on mindset and yes, and entrepreneurs. So, um whenever I wanted to start my first business, this was over 10 years ago, I was doing personal training. Um I really wanted to be a life coach back then, <laughs> to be honest, but I I was I had a lot of my own personal mind drama about owning that title. And so mm. I was like, well, how can I still help people and whatever in a in a way that I'm comfortable with? So I decided to go with uh, <laughs> with personal trainer because you still get to do a lot of that mindset stuff. Yes, stunning, right? Uh-huh. And so I had like I had all everything I needed to start my business. I mean, I had well at that point I had like an MBA, so I had like some business you know knowledge, and I had my personal trainer certification, and I had personally you know gone from like couch potato to like marathon runner. And so I, you know, I had like the, you know, the personal experience and and whatever, but even though I had everything that I needed to start, I was just totally paralyzed. Like for six months, I did nothing. Like, wow. just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I quit my job. I quit my, my nine to five job. And then I just like did, did nothing. nothing. <laughs> stuck. I was stuck. And so this was back whenever, you know, podcasts were like barely a thing. People were right. You know, it was, yeah, definitely not what it is today, but people didn't even really know what podcasts were. I started mm-hmm. listening to a podcast and there was a coach on there and he was offering like these, you know, these free sessions or whatever. And so I, I took him up on it. And anyway, in that session, um, you know, he listened to me tell him all the reasons why I couldn't start my business. You know, I, I wasn't, yeah. uh, I, I wasn't fit enough. I didn't look like the people, you know, the the fitness models on the magazines, you know, all all this, all the mind drama, all the reasons yep. our brains give us for why we can't do something. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, and 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 bless his heart, he listened to me just like just dump it out, you know. <laughs> um, but then he said to me, he was like, you know, how many people could be helped and be living better lives if you would just get over yourself? Mm. And 
Yeah. Great question. (laughs) And, um, you know, I needed that. I needed that. I needed that question. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh, you know, and um, I started my business the next day. Like it, it, that one question, like that one mindset shift, that one change in focus from being so self-focused on all the reasons why I wasn't qualified to focusing on the impact I could make and the people I could help. Mm it just changed everything for me. And so anyway, I did go on to um to have my personal training business. It was very successful. I loved doing it. And then um after I had my my uh my babies and you know um wanted to uh, well really really in the personal training space like I said I always really kind of wanted to be a life coach and yeah. uh, and so that's what I that was really my um that was really my gifting you know, if I, whenever I, I got really honest. And so, um, through some of, some of my own personal growth work and just from life experiences, um, I realized that it was time to really just own that. And I remember telling some of my personal training clients that I wasn't going to be training anymore, that I was going to be switching to Mm -hmm. just coaching. And they weren't surprised. They were like, well, like, (laughs) no offense, like your workouts are, are good, but the reason we've, been with you for years is because of of the the mindset stuff that you've helped us with. Oh, so wow. it was nice to get that kind of validation. Um, <laughs> That's such a good confirmation that you're like on the right track for things when you get that kind of feedback and you're like, wow, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. And and I think that, you know, um the the journey that we've been on a lot of times is, you know, what we end up helping people with. And mm-hmm. Because I had so much mind drama about starting my first business and and have had and even had so much mind drama about pivoting and transitioning into just coaching mm-hmm. and having to work through all of that. Um, that's why and I, because I had that big transformational experience in that beginning time, um, yeah. that's why I, I decided that I wanted to really focus on mindset for entrepreneurs. It's amazing. The Christian part comes in. Because it's exactly what I believe it's exactly what you said. I think there is a disconnect there. People kind of put it in this this box that yeah. um like maybe like a more secular place or you know what I mean. It's it's um yeah. And and I think that that um that they do totally go together. You know, um the the Bible is all about the mind. Well, it's all about it's about a lot of stuff, but it is yeah. about the mind, you know. Yeah, There's a lot in there. Um and I think that in my opinion life coaching takes a lot of the principles that are mindset principles that are biblical and they just kind of extract, um, they extract Christ out of it or they call God something different. Mm -hmm. And, and so in my opinion, I was like, well, I think it's so much more powerful whenever you put Christ and God back in it. (laughs) Like, and so, so what I like, what I've kind of aimed to do, um, is to, because whenever I first started coaching, I, I wasn't just coaching Christians. Yeah. And I found myself so much of the time wanting to, you know, to add that back in for them, you know, to be like, mm-hmm. well, if you just knew this, you know, like, yeah. you know, and, and be able to refer back to what the Bible says and, and be able to be like, you know, um, you know, what you really need in this situation. And in addition to some of these coaching tools is Christ. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, um, yeah. So I, I think that they can both go together. I like the, the, um, 
what we get in the Bible and what the Bible says about our about mindset and about our minds and the the coaching tools that are like the practical elements of it when they go together I just feel like they are so powerful like so much more powerful than just like life coaching tools on their own yeah that's so interesting I love thank you for sharing that so it I just like I can't think of another word to say other than interesting because um yeah like so many people that I've kind of interacted with across just throughout my business and stuff or like it seems to be like one camp or the other and like gradually I've been able to find people that are more that like you and that are that are beginning to marry these two things back up together and it is really cool to see the connections between different things and how they can come together I just I was just thinking as you were sharing that journey as well how um how cool it is to be able to see that like you kind of coming back to like yourself in a way and the way that you were you were finding that well I really want to do this thing and narrow into this particular area and that that's what's kind of taken taking you in the right direction that's now this this new beautiful business that you love to do is by following that personal passion of yours as well rather than just kind of saying this is what I'm going to stick to and I'm just going to roll with it forever and actually you were just like well I really want to follow this thing this is what I want to dig into and by following it now here you are with this like business that's doing amazing so like I just think that's such a cool story to be able to share that out with people because I think sometimes we're almost a bit afraid to kind of follow those nudgings that we have for like whether we're starting something or changing directions or what we're doing and it's like okay do I follow this do I not follow this what do I do about this little like nudging so like what was that I guess I'd love to know what was that process like for you in terms of like going through that decision like do to decide whether to follow and lean into that that more versus just sticking with what you had been doing so I had I had a pretty big life event happen which (laughs) can be what what um what spurs a lot of change in our lives right sometimes you know sometimes those of us that that aren't super in tune or or, you know are reluctant like I was I was obviously reluctant the first time it took me six months to finally have something happen yeah (laughs) um but in that situation like before what made me finally decide that no like I'm going all in on the coaching on on online coaching um we our second daughter she was um she was she had a congenital heart defect and she passed away at at three days old oh wow I'm so sorry thank you it's it's um she's that that situation is obviously it's a difficult it's a difficult to walk through but um but it changed me in a way that was just so profound and in, in, in such a in such a powerful way yeah and um and it really made me recognize that like there was a time there, there was this time where I was driving down the road after that happened where I I just really felt myself kind of slipping into this this space of being um just kind of like a shell of a person like I felt yeah. myself not really wanting to feel anything mm-hmm. and I had this moment where I just was like no like that I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm going to choose to live every day. I'm going to choose to live every day. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's, um, that was kind of my thing. And then I started to realize, you know, we all have to make that choice every day, like whether or not we're just going to kind of default through life mm-hmm. and just kind of like, like, I, I didn't, I don't mean like, <laughs> like don't live as in like no longer be on the earth, but you know, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> there's like, there's, there's, you know, there's existing and then there's living, you know? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and so I was deciding that I wasn't just going to exist. I was going to like truly live. And yeah. and I started to realize that we all make that choice, like all the time, whether we realize it or not. And um, and yeah. so that that whole that whole aspect of it, of realizing that I wanted to help people really live, not just merely exist. Um, that and that experience that that made me be like, okay, it's time to go all in. It's time to make the change. Like it's time to do the things. Um, yeah. And and yeah. So so. But the thing about it is, you also I, you don't have to have some huge event like that to to make that shift. It really is just a choice you can make. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But some yeah. of us, it it takes it takes something kind of big to rock yeah. it to our core. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah. Yeah. That's I I love that like. I, and I think about like just like reflecting on my own life for the past couple of years and especially through like the living through the last few years of of the pandemic as well. It's like so much of everybody's life was just put on autopilot because we didn't have much of a choice at that point for a lot of a lot of us. But like it's it's really like it's kind of convicting in a way to really think about like, wow, what well, what have I actually done with myself over the past few years? Like what decisions have I have I made decisions that have actually been useful for me or have I just kind of decided to flick the autopilot switch on and just coast and not worry about it and it's yeah it's like that it's it's quite challenging when you suddenly realize like have I actually not taken advantage of the time that I have of the things that are around me um yeah I love that something that I would love for you to just dig into a little bit more because you talked about them you mentioned like this default position like this kind of autopilot position and I would love for you to just like dig into that a little bit more just kind of explain what you mean by that where you're coming from on on that perspective in terms of like what it and and then bringing it back into like business as well like what does that look like in our business lives and our personal lives as well yeah so in in my personal life especially back then. And I think in our personal lives in general, it's just that going through the motions, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. doing the things, checking the boxes, you know, like it's, um, I mean, it it doesn't necessarily even mean that you're like, you know, under your covers or staying in bed all day. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But it means like, you're just, you're just kind of existing. Like you're just doing the things you're, you're just kind of rolling through life, not really thinking that much about any greater, purpose or any greater calling or anything that, um, or the impact you want to make any of that stuff, you're just kind yeah. of doing life. And, and, and also there's a lot of like what I call buffering in that. So, right. you know, for me that, that could look like it's taken different forms over the years, but it might be watching a lot of Netflix or, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and I know with, yeah. I, I, I've gotten to where I can recognize it. Like there's just, there's like, there's like a healthy amount of Netflix. And then there's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going into like, <laughs> I've been in that boat too. I'm just like, yeah, a lot of YouTube videos sometimes get watched in those phases where you're just kind of coasting. Yeah, <laughs> just right. Just not off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we all need some of that, some of that time, right? We all need to yeah. do that sometimes. We need to kind of just turn the brain off and just let it, you know, whatever. Yeah. But um, but it's whenever, you know, days and weeks and months are stacking up and then sometimes years where that's just kind of like your default mode of just doing the things that you need to do to get by and then switching off that brain and you know yeah, yeah. That, that that's kind of like the default mode in, in personal life and I talk about default decisions a lot whenever it comes to business mm. and so that's where I see it show up the most in in business situations is people making because you know we're 
we have to do things in our business. Most people that are entrepreneurs, they're actually doing things, but in default in that setting, I see it as making decisions from a default place. So what I mean by that is, you know, just the typical way that we make decisions is based on what we don't want versus what we actually do want. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we base our decisions on avoiding pain. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, am I going to be judged? I don't want to do this because I don't want to be judged or it's the path of least resistance. Right. It's Mm -hmm. just doing the thing, like trying to avoid um, discomfort, trying to avoid putting ourselves out there to be, you know, to be happy or that kind of thing. Versus like a powerful place, which would be, you know, making decisions based on our purpose or creating things mm. or what we actually do want. Um, and, and I love that. And yeah. I was just thinking, it's, I was just thinking it's very interesting to like just thinking again back into this like default position because it's actually something that's very useful when it comes to writing copy is actually like honing in on people wanting to avoid that that pain or that discomfort. And it's it's like a really powerful way to connect people with like your solutions is like, well, you're trying to avoid this pain. Well, like, let me help you avoid this pain. So it's really, it's really interesting just connecting the dots. So that's just kind of how we, that's our default position to operate is just like trying to avoid all of the things that are, (laughs) that we perceive to be miserable because they might not actually be bad. And in the end, in the end, like the end of it, but we perceive it to just be this like, I can't do it. It's going to be scary. It's going to be hard. And it's, and it's so interesting just to like, yeah, like that's kind of how you end up writing sales copy <laughs> is, yeah. is, is, is exactly that. Just saying, this is all that you're trying to avoid. Then let's, let's figure it out together. So I'd never really thought about that before. That's, I love that. Yeah. Yes. Like, I love what you said about the perceived discomfort because mm, yes. that's exactly right. Because, you know, we, we, we built it up on our, in our minds of what we think is going to be so uncomfortable. And in reality, it's probably not even that big of a deal most of the time. Yeah. But so it's like, it's what we've, what we've imagined it to be or kind of our perceived level of discomfort with it. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and yeah. And, and we don't even realize we're doing this. Like this is no, literally like, we're just so subconscious all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're just, but but that's just kind of our natural way of doing things. And we have to be really intentional if we're going to, you know, uh, make decisions from a place of purpose and what we want to create and the impact we want to make and, you know, um, and our purpose and calling. Yeah. So let's talk about that then. So what's the, what would be the difference then? So if we're then operating from a place of powerful decision-making, like what is, what does that look like then in our life and in our business and all of those things? So from a place of powerful decision-making, you would have, well, create a vision, right? To, to know mm. what you're, what you're going toward, to have some, to have clarity, yeah. <laughs> right? to really, to know. So it's not like you're trying to hide from something or stay away from something uncomfortable. You're actually going to something like you're right. actually being, you know, you're, you're moving towards a target versus just trying to hide, not get hit by a car. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um, and you're also making a decision from a place of love and from stepping out in faith. Um, mm-hmm. I say that as like the opposite, the default position would be from a place of fear and doubt, which is kind right. of how we naturally make yeah. our decisions. And as entrepreneurs, I know that, you know, anytime, well, at least this has been my experience. <laughs> Anytime I try to step out or I, I, there's something kind of big that I want to do or even kind of small, but it's new. I mean, the fear and the doubt can just come on so quickly and so easily. 
And so um, it is shifting that perspective, kind of like, kind of like that initial shift I had all those mm. years ago of shifting from, okay, like what I'm afraid of and all, all the thoughts about myself to, you know, love for the yeah. people that I want to help and yeah. also you know, stepping out in faith. So yeah, so that's, that's a big part of the powerful decision-making. Another one is making a decision from, instead of making this a decision from the past, which is what we default to, mm-hmm. uh, making a decision from possibility of what is possible for us in the future. Ooh, that's interesting. I like the idea of that. How do you, how do you go about doing that then though? Cause like, so I'm just like kind of thinking from myself, like when I was starting my business, right. And the, like the fears and the doubts that I was dealing with at that point was like, oh, are people gonna, are people gonna like me? Are people gonna pay attention to me? You know, like my, like sop story for my like background, like I was not a popular person in school. I feel like everyone's got that kind of story. But like when I was like, I was bullied a lot when I was small. And so like, for me, I have like, if talking about the past, like I have these fears of like, is it just going to be that all over again, where I try and put myself out there and people are just going to ignore me and not actually want to connect with me. So how, how do you then shift from making decisions from that? Because that's all you've ever known to getting to this place of saying, well, we're going to just ignore that (laughs) and look at the possibility. Like, how do you make that transition? Right. It's not easy because we, (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not saying any of this is easy. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is worth it. And and you may not be able to stay in that place. Like you may not be able like that's that's kind of dealing with some of your self-concept and the way that you see yourself. So it's not going to be like an instant, you know, an instant shift, but as yeah. you're actually making decisions, you can put on a new kind of a new identity of who you want to be. So that's right. kind of the the easiest way to do it. So instead of looking at who I've been, mm-hmm saying okay like say I was I'm 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 bullied I'm the person that was the outcast I whatever whatever our story is about who we were before Mm -hmm. instead of saying okay and then making a decision from that place you can say who do I want to be 10 years from now and like really like define it you know yeah what is that person like and it's kind of once again going towards what you want versus what you don't want it's kind of a different shift in it it's who you want to be and so you can actually think about this is just a, a super easy trick, really, in any situation um, and in any decision that you make is to, to if once you're really clear on who you want to be, who you're becoming, then it makes it easier to make a decision because you can think about what would that person do? What would that person want me to do right now? Like, yeah. Or me want like the future the future me I'm I'm creating <laughs> what what would that person want me to do right now you know yeah. and so you can think about it like that way and it's um that's just one like little bitty mind hack that I feel like can be really powerful yeah that's a really interesting way to think about it I like that because it, it it's probably quite helpful if you are still kind of having difficulty separating yourself from that past self that you're trying to move forward and actually just in a way almost giving yourself a separate persona just to kind of help guide those decisions. So even if you're not quite in that place where you're operating entirely from your future self, you can just kind of create a version of yourself for the future that you're aiming towards and just be like, well, yeah, kind of keeping it separate in a way is probably quite, I imagine that's probably quite helpful if you're really struggling to let go of those things in the past. Yeah. It's kind of like you construct, um, like even in business, you know, I remember whenever I was like one of my mentors would talk about, you know, like the hundred K version of yourself, you know, like, what is that? What is that person? Like, you know, what is the six figure version of yourself or whatever? Yeah. It's be six figures, but like, you know, kind of like whatever, 
whatever goal you're going toward, who do you need to be? Like, what is that person like? Who do you need to be in order to Mm -hmm. do that? And then it's not to get down on yourself or where you are now, but it's that you want to have that person in mind whenever you make a decision in your business, not not like, you know, who you were in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I love that future perspective. I know. So do you just out of curiosity, I guess, and part of your work um, with your clients and stuff, do you encourage people to make like vision boards and stuff? Because I know that that's something that's a, a very hot topic as well around like the, like whether that's a, a good thing, a bad thing, a useful thing to do. So like, what what is your thoughts on on all of that? Um, I'm not really a huge vision board person myself. Like I don't have one. I don't think it's like a bad thing. I think that just just my personal opinion on it is mm-hmm. that um, I guess it can be helpful. It can be helpful to get some clarity on maybe what you're wanting to create or what you're wanting to do, like creating that, like we talked about, creating that target for yourself kind of out in the future. Yeah. But just creating the vision board isn't going to really do. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's going to really get you there. I think people put um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, there was a, I think people have kind of wised up now, but there was a while there, there for a while that people would make vision boards. And so like, that's the thing. I mean, you just look at the board I mean, it just magically happened. Somehow it's just going to happen. Yeah, that's true. You got to pair it with a lot of good action steps as well to get there. Yeah. I do. I think, I think there is something really important and powerful about keeping things top of mind. So that is one thing that I like about it. For instance, I don't use a vision board, but I do. I have three main goals I'm working on right now mm-hmm. in different areas of my life. I have a business goal, a um, like a home goal, and then um, also a health goal. Nice. And I write I write those down every day. Like every day, I write down the same goals every single day just to wow. keep them top of mind. And that's that's just that's my way of keeping it top of mind. But if you're a visual person, I can see how maybe a vision board could mm-hmm. be helpful. Yeah. Um, I guess that's yeah. true then, just kind of suiting it, like tailoring it to your own, the way that you think, the way that your kind of personality is. Because, yeah, so maybe for some people that's like re- repeating a mantra to themselves every morning, like saying it out loud so they can hear it. Or, yeah, like creating a picture just to kind of remind yourself this is what we're working towards. And for you, it's just writing it down to just kind of dis- get yourself into that discipline and that habit of like, this is what I'm focusing on every single every single day. And I'm going to keep focusing on it until I get there <laughs> one way or another. Yeah. And we have to we have to keep focusing our mind back on what we're working towards or else it will slip back into that default position. Right. Because yeah. our, our brains, our brains like to they like they like um they like uh, <laughs> they don't like new things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they like they like, you know, to keep you safe. That's that's one of the big things. Mm-hmm. They like to keep you safe. And then they also like to not work that hard. They like to be really efficient. And yeah. so they like to take tasks that are that we do over and over and over again, and they just kind of put them on autopilot, like mm-hmm. we talked about before. Yeah. And that helps us in so many ways. Oh my goodness, if we had to think about every single thing that we did every day, yeah, like, it would be exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's to our benefit that they do that, um, but you know, it it also is kind of to a detriment because we we default a, a, on a lot of stuff and we just kind of get into that rhythm without recognizing it. So mm. I think that that's why we have to be intentional about keeping what we're moving towards top of mind. And so, yeah, my opinion is if a vision board helps you do that, then go for it. Yeah. And so follow-up question, I guess, just thinking about all of this, because if we know what we're working towards, then this is kind of quite 
a straight, a fairly straightforward process. It's not necessarily easy, but it's at least clear what what to do and how to get there. If we're kind of in this place where we're not quite sure what we should be working towards in our business, if we're kind of at a crossroads or we're just starting out, we don't really know what we're doing, or we're kind of trying to figure out maybe who the right audience is or the right kind of niche for ourselves to go into, how do you then like use the same kind of concepts to figure out like what we should be pursuing? Because that's a whole different ballgame of <laughs> of mindset questions. It's so interesting because I, whenever I have clients that have kind of the same thing going on, they they feel called to do something. They don't know what it is, <laughs> exactly what it is. Um, I would say that it's, I, I find it super interesting that like nine times out of 10, just talking with them about it for one conversation, it comes out. Um, really? Most of the time, <laughs> it quickly. It, it does. It comes out. Amazing. People, we all, I, it's just been my experience and this isn't, this isn't for everyone, mm-hmm. but I think that many of us know, just like I did, I knew that I wanted to be a life coach back whenever I was 20 something, you know, like early 20s. But my mind said, nobody's going to hire a 22 year old life coach, you know? Right. <laughs> so, you know? And I think that's that's kind of what happens to a lot of us. We have something in there that we like a spark. I call it a spark, mm-hmm. like a spark yeah. in there. And for we we kind of just cover it up and bury it with reasons why we can't do it, things other people have said as to why we can't do it, circumstances that we believe are preventing us from doing it. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of layer it on and cover it up. And in a conversation with some of, you know, perhaps some of the right questions, you can just uncover that pretty quickly on in a lot of people. Um, Yeah. Most of us, I think, know deep down what it is. We're just afraid to own it. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. I'm trying to see if that's been my pattern now that like you said all that. I was like, have I, have I done this too? I feel like, yeah, I th- it's definitely a lot more common, I think, than we than we like to admit to ourselves that it is. Because I feel like that was even me with like starting my podcast. It took me like months before I was, I was like, oh, that's like a future Sarah thing. Like that's not for me right now, but it was just there all the time. It's like, I should do a podcast. I should totally have a podcast. And then I'd be like, oh, I can't have a podcast. Like I, I don't have the equipment or I don't have this. Or I, there's a lot of things that just get in the way of actually digging into that thing, like the, that spark that you're saying there. That's like, we all have something in there that we're just afraid to roll with. That's how do you, how do you like overcome that fear then? Like if that's, if that's the thing that like I had and I'm, I, thank goodness figured out how to ditch that and work over it but I'm not quite sure <laughs> I'm not sure how I figured that out but like for people that are in that place where like they they have that nudge and they they know what they should be doing deep down but they're not quite sure how to get there they're they're feeling that fear like what do they do about it <laughs> yeah I think that's where the real work begins right yeah. <laughs> we yeah. think it's, we think it's finding out what the thing is that we're supposed to be doing no that's just the beginning yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it, it's um it really is um, kind of confronting those fears and doubts, not confronting them in like a fighting way, but like recognizing what they really are and examining them. A lot of times those fears and doubts are rooted in just lies and things that we mm-hmm. believe without, without taking the time to ask ourselves, like, is this really true? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I ask my clients that all the time, you know, it's just like, okay, they'll, they'll present a thought to me. And, and that's the thing that we do. We take thoughts that we have in our, in our heads that have come from any number of places mm-hmm. and we present them as though they're facts you know yeah. and um yeah. like you know I can't do this because 
I don't have, you know, I don't have a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take that one. I don't yeah. have a microphone. And it's like, well, is that true? Can you really not do a, can you have to have a microphone to do a podcast? Yeah. You know, like a fancy microphone. I mean, technically you could do it on your iPhone or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Or something like that. It's just little things like that. that that's not a great example, but yeah. Questioning those, those, those things that are holding us back, those fears and those doubts, getting really specific about them. A lot of times we just feel fear and doubt. And we don't even know why. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like we just, true. Yeah. And then, so really, but if we do know getting, getting specific is number one, I would say number one, if you have fears and doubts, getting specific about what exactly are you scared of, you know? Um, and then also looking at that thing and saying like, is that true? Is that true? And then kind of going to where I started out all those years ago in that, like, is it worth being in this discomfort, whatever it is, is it worth looking stupid? Is it worth, you know, having somebody say something negative about you in order to help this person that you, you feel led to help? Like, is yeah. it worth feeling that discomfort? And that's something that, I mean, some people work through and they end up breaking through and then some people stay stuck. And I've been both of those people. Yeah. So <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I think we probably all have been both in, in both of those places at some point. Yeah, I love that coming back to the, like just keeping focused on the impact, I think is like such a powerful way to look at it. It's like, is the, is the fear worth it? Is a really good way to think about it. Like, is this doubt actually worth it in order to like, like, am I better keeping myself safe from all these perceived things versus actually just putting myself out there and seeing what happens? Because there could be that that one person waiting for you to even if it's just one person, there's someone out there waiting for you to just show up and say, here's the things that I can do. Do you want to figure it out together? And someone's just sitting there going, I need this person. Where is this person? Like, <laughs> what if it's just that one fear holding you back from being that person's like solution? It's like, it's a very good thought. It's very like, it's challenging, but in a good way. It's like, oh yeah, maybe I should be, <laughs> I should be getting off my butt and doing something about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, it, it's those, and we have those fears and those doubts at all different levels of business. I kind of talk about it sometimes in the beginning, because that was, mm. a, that was a big part of my story. But, you know, anytime that we're, we're, we're starting something new, we're going off in a different direction, or, you know, maybe even if we're putting ourselves out on a new platform or whatever it is, you know, all that same stuff kind of comes back or similar stuff comes back to us. And it's really like, you know, it's, it's not just letting those, um, those, those feelings of fear and doubt dictate what we do, but instead taking the time to figure out, okay, exactly what is it and confronting it is it true? Is this really how I want to make decisions in my life? That's a big thing for me. Yeah. It's, I'm like, do I want to make decisions based on fear and doubt? Like, is that really how I want to do life? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably um, not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but, you know, that's just kind of how, but I, I for sure do it that way sometimes because I'm not thinking about it in that way. And whenever I, whenever I am, am aware of it, then it's like, no, I can actually make a, a different choice if I want to, you know? Mm -hmm. So Oh, yeah. I love that because it brings it brings the control back to back to you in that scenario, right? Like rather than the circumstances controlling you, it's like, no, you you can choose a different path. <laughs> like the fears and the doubts are there. They're going to be there. It's just a natural part of being a person. <laughs> yeah. But you can choose to just say, thank you. I'm going to set you aside <laughs> and we're going to go on regardless and see where where it takes me. 
And that's like a very active choice that you can, that you can take. Yeah. And I will say, I know we were talking about, about, you know, whenever you don't really know your direct, what direction to take or what, mm. what, maybe what your purpose is, your calling is, or what you need to be doing. Um, like I said, nine times out of 10, I feel like it's there. We just have to uncover it. But yeah. if, if you're, if you're the one out of 10, <laughs> yeah, it's not there. A couple of, uh, a couple of tips are, um, first of all, start doing something new. Like it doesn't even have to be related to your business. Just do something new and start doing like new that. things. I, I think about it as kind of like looking for your keys. Mm. I have, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like if you look in this, if you keep looking in the same places and they're not there, you're not going to find them. Like you have to start yeah. looking in different places. So, yeah. um, so in, in it may, it doesn't have to be related to your business necessarily, but it's something you need, like get into kind of a new space or new situations that can spark ideas and can like help inspire you. Um, so that is one thing. And then the second thing is to start just being very purposeful and intentional, like with your time. Um, that can help too, because that kind of combats the whole default thing. So whenever you start being yeah. super proactive um, in your life and intentional with your time, like I, I like to say that, you know, if you don't know your purpose, just live purposefully, like just live kind of on purpose. That's right. You know, do that. And then, and then see what happens that usually yeah. those two things will usually help out a lot. Yeah. That's a really good little, like j even just a way to practice that mindset shift as well. Like, even if you're going to sit and watch Netflix, do it with a purpose, right? It's like, if I'm just going to lounge out tonight, then I'm going to do it wholeheartedly. I'm going to get the comfies on. I'm going to get the popcorn. I'm going to just do it and make a thing out of it rather than just like sitting there kind of on autopilot. It's like do everything with a purpose, even if it's something that is quote unquote unproductive. It's like you can still be unproductive with a purpose if that's what that time is for, right? I love that. That's such a fun way to just practice like that mindset shift. I feel like I'm going to go. Yes. And go just as a, side, as a side note, I love, I think that we should schedule in, like if you're a scheduler, you don't have to be a scheduler, but if you schedule things, you know, and you're, you're intentional, like put in things that you enjoy doing like that. Don't think that everything you do has to be like, you know, uh, yeah. like, like work, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's this, there's this show on, um, it's called the behavior panel. I'm just, I started getting addicted to it back in the, I'm not really addicted, but back whenever the pandemic first started, it, um, it, they started doing this. It's a YouTube show every week. And I mean, I tell you, I set aside time every week to watch that show. I love it. It's like the best. It's like my yeah. my thing, you yeah. know, and we, we need to put those things in. We don't need to think like, oh, if, if I'm being purposeful, then that means it's all it's all work and all business and no play and no fun. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, it's a recipe for just draining yourself out and not having anything left to give to anyone if you're just too focused on trying to do all of the best things all of the time because yeah you're right rest is rest can be the best thing for you <laughs> in that moment or in that season or that day or that hour whatever it is as well so and I guess that comes back to just like you can make that decision powerfully as well like rest can be a very intentional thing to choose to do and I think it's better you're better rested as well if you if you set aside that time purposefully rather than just kind of letting yourself fall into this I'm burned out and now I'm going to just spend two weeks watching TV because I have no energy to do anything else because you don't often end up rested after that time anyway because you're just <laughs> you're still just anxious and thinking about all these things versus saying you know what I need a two-week break I'm just going to take two weeks off and it's a very different approach even to that same if it was the same activity the same length of time but it's just a totally different approach so you kind of come out of it in a totally different way absolutely you may actually be doing the same things 
but it's, are you being proactive in your life or are you just being like reactive, you know? And so um, when you start being more proactive, then that bleeds into other areas of your life as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, just like bring, tying it back to business, just to kind of round us out as well, like showing up intentionally. If like, that's the kind of words, the words that we're, that we're using here. It's like your clients are going to get so much more out of that as well, right? Like your social media presence is going to be better because you're choosing, you're choosing to be there versus feeling like you have to be there or like you're like you're the calls that you schedule with your clients. Like you're, you're focused intentionally on that time and you're choosing to, this is like something that like a lot of people will say, like, you have to do like these discovery calls, do free calls. And like, you can, you can't, it's completely up to, up to you what you want to do. But like, if you're going to do them, make sure that you really do want to do them and have that be that purposeful thing. Right. Because there, I've done both. I've done phases where I had these discovery calls and I really didn't want to do them, but I was told I had to. So I'd show up. That was the thing I'd do them. And the free calls, like, I'm sure they were okay, but like my heart wasn't really in them. I don't think they were as beneficial as they could have been versus the times where it's like, no, I really want to have this call with someone. Like I'm going to offer this thing for free. I'm going to sit down with this person. And it turns out to be like, such you know such a useful call for them like they get so much out of it they're like talking about how great it was and it's like it's such a it's the same activity totally different intentions because in one space like my heart was not in it and then in the other one it's like no this is something I really truly want to be doing and it makes such a difference to yourself and to your clients as well so yeah it's like a world of difference for your business <laughs> yes absolutely I mean, you can even say the same words sometimes, but it's how you're saying them, right? And like who you're being whenever you do it. I think that's why sometimes in the entrepreneurial, you know, online business space, you know, you have um, people that will say like, I'm doing all the things, like I'm checking all the boxes. I'm posting however many times a day on Instagram. I'm doing the reels. I'm doing blah, blah, blah. But they're doing it, like you said, from a place of like, I have to, or yeah. like, or, you know, to get clients or like from a, from like a place of like kind of scarcity or you know, like a, a hustle or whatever, instead of from, and it affects how they show up and people respond to it. Even, even if it's just, you know, in body language and whatever else, like people yeah. can, can sense those things. I know it's kind of scary in a way how we can, how we can pick up on such tiny little things. You don't really think about it, but it, it does make such a difference in like your person like the way that you interact with people, you can really tell the difference between someone that's showing up live because they love it and someone that's showing up live because they feel like that's the thing that they have to do. And they're just doing it because that's what they've done. That's what they feel like they always have to do. And there they are. So, yeah. yeah. It goes back to even what we were talking about in the personal life. It's the going through the motions. It's, mm -hmm. that de it's kind of a default setting. Like even though you're intentionally showing up live, you're doing it from a place of like, this is what I have to do. I'm just yep. checking the box. I'm just saying I, I posted this many times a day, you know, and it's not from a place of like, you know, really wanting to be there. Yeah. yeah, like that genuine enthusiasm and excitement. I love that. That's so cool. Well, do you have any like last minute thoughts or um, anything that's been useful? I mean, this has been such a good conversation, but I'm, I just want to make sure that we've not missed anything that's like super on your heart and mind to share. Yeah. So I just, I just really want to encourage you that if you feel like you have that spark in you, like, like I think, I think many of us do. Um, whether it's to start, you know, to start a business or to go in a different direction or, you know, to level up whatever that thing is that you've been holding back, um, you know, take some time to see if you can uncover it a little bit. And if there are, you know, we, we've already kind of touched on this, but I just think that this is like, this is so central to, 
to my heart and why I do what I do is that like, I just want to help people really uncover that spark in them and then own it. And so, um, yeah, if you think you have that in there, like don't ignore it for another, you know, another month, another year, another decade, like it's there for a reason. And yeah, like uncover it a little bit and stoke it and see what happens. So, yeah. Feel free to explore and just see where it yeah. takes you, right? Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much. That's such a good encouragement to to end on. Thank you. So where can people go find you if they want to dig into this more or they feel like they need some help with this? Like where where can they go find you? Yes. So I have a podcast. It's called Fruition Mindset. And it's all about mindset stuff like this for mm. Christian entrepreneurs. So um, I would love for you to join me over there. And um, you can learn more about me at my website, which is also fruitionmindset.com. Perfect. Amazing. And we'll put those in the link, all the links in the show notes. So they're easy to grab. You don't need to remember things, which is perfect. Well, thank you so much for hopping on and sharing all of this amazing wisdom. It's been so good. I've loved this conversation for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. All right. We'll see you later. If you enjoyed today's episode, if it blessed you or encouraged you in some way, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. This is the only way I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, I love getting to hear from you and every message brings me so much joy. If you want to master your messaging, serve your audience well, and start thriving in your business, you're invited to my Facebook community, Authentic Christian Entrepreneurs. Come and hang out with us as we all work together to create marketing plans that honor God and make us money. Head to sarahbeisel.com slash community to join. And if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to sarahbeisel.com slash work with me to learn about my coaching courses and program. See you next time.